Welcome into the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Marley Weirda here at the WCIA 3 studios. Brett Barron's joining us from Kansas City, Missouri after Illinois has a get-right game. They're back in the win column, taking down Kansas State 72-64. to Alfonso Plummer, the biggest star of this one. A season-high 21 points, and of course, he went 7 of 9 from the three-point line. A truly breakout performance for Alfonso Plummer. Brett, you were there to see him. I think this was Alfonso Plummer as, as advertised. No doubt about it, and... I felt like his confidence just continued to grow as he hit more threes. And you could see it on the court there. I was sitting courtside, and once he hit that third one in a row, it was like, okay, this is the plumber that everyone thought he could be and that he's shown throughout his career that he probably should be. And Rod Underwood joked in the post-game press conference afterwards that, all right, now you guys believe me? Like, okay, yeah, that's who he thought he was getting. <laughs> and Plummer has really struggled this season overall and for him to make an impact when the line I needed it most I think is the most important thing for me they were coming off a, a terrible game yesterday and there was little to no offense I mean they went three for 22 on threes yesterday Mara and today they get seven alone from Plummer who uh, coming into this only had five all season so to to get seven from him uh, and more than equal his season production so far has, has been great for this team and, and this is what they needed and they got it from their grad student from and transfer from Utah who is known marksman and a, a three-point shooter and he proved it yeah and I know there, there's been so much pressure on this team from you know early in the season and I think it, it's a lot for us to put you know just just a lot on one game or on one performance you know I'll Andre Curbelo has been struggling the last two games, you know, uh, and and I think like this Illinois team isn't quite here yet. Uh, so I don't want to harp too much on, on maybe the negatives of this game because, you know, as Illinois showed today, they certainly can turn things around. But I do think it, it's not the team that they would like to be yet, especially when Trent Frazier goes 0 for 5 from the field. Demonte Williams, not that he ever was, you know, a, a star uh, offensive player with the exception of maybe a couple games, but he goes one for five tonight. Brett, I, I think that that's concerning for this team. Uh, you know, there's still time for them to turn it around, but I think when your two most veteran players aren't m very productive um, on that end, I think um, it shows there's still maybe some things to work on. Yeah, and health is the biggest thing in my eyes point Trent Frazier had to be helped off the court mm -hmm. and not look good putting no weight on his left say his left leg left side as he was uh, hobbling off the court there went down in the second half Andre Curbelo was really bothered and I don't know if it's his concussion that he's still trying to work through or uh, that's what, I mean Brad said it was still some some head trouble in that and and that a look they're just having to take it slow with him and if he has symptoms then I'm not sure what that means long-term in the protocols, but it, mm -hmm. and I did not play very much in the second half and only played 20 minutes in the game. And that's a guy that, you know, you want out there 35 minutes. So uh, the, <laughs> I think that's their biggest issue here going forward. And, and that cohesiveness. And I asked Brad after the game, like how, you know, redundant question, but like how much they need to get healthy because it, it shows. I mean, when Carbello's not on the court, 
they're just not the same team. And when you took Trent off the court, too, they didn't have a point guard there in the second half, essentially. I mean, Austin Hutcherson was trying to run the point. They were really struggling. Coleman Hawkins was running the point at some points, and that didn't work out very well. And they just don't have a true point guard in, in, on the team with, with those two guys gone. And so I think they're out of sorts from, you know, what, they're, what they want to do. But I was impressed that they got back uh, – to Kofi Coburn being dominant once again. He plays mm -hmm. 32 minutes, you know, goes eight for 10 from the field, a double-double. He's a walking double-double, as I like to say. Two assists for Kofi. Imagine that he only had five, you know, all last season. And, <laughs> um, uh, you know, he was active on the glass. And like a mid-range fadeaway. Yeah. <laughs> How about huh? So I think they they got back to Kofi and him passing and being able to mix it up goes such a long way into what they're able to do and how it diversifies the offense. And so I was happy to see that they, ha they have major health concerns in the backcourt of guard, but with Kofi getting back to what he is capable of and what he should be doing with 23 and 13 and with the emergence of Plummer and, and his breakout game and all of that in just 19 minutes, Marley, I need to add, I mean, he had more points than he played minutes. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to bode well for this team, but they, they've just got to get healthy and they got to figure out a way to get some more practice in because, you know, with, with Trent first having a shoulder issue, with Carbello having his head issues, like they, they're just really struggling to find cohesiveness. But you find a way to get it done and get out a win and, and against a team that you're better than. I mean, they're, they're better than Kansas State, and I think they're still better than Cincinnati. But, you know, you have to go prove it on the court. Nothing's handed to you. Right, and I agree with you. Um, and I think Andre Carbello has not been – himself um maybe personality wise just with his demeanor on the court he's he seemed a little flustered lately hopefully they can get that figured out and and this team can just get a little bit more practice together i mean it's only their second game playing with Kofi back on the court i mean they had pretty much a week to prepare to to play without him and you know just a couple days to to get him back there on the court a couple of interesting connections though in, in this one tonight brett and i think illini fans were maybe happy to see the former illini turned missouri player now turned <laughs> kansas state player mark smith only score um four points because that has not been the case the past couple years that Illinois has um, faced Missouri, he has just gone in there and, uh, as our friend Andy likes to say, you know the phrase. If you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, of course, former Illinois um, head coach Bruce Weber on that team. Brett, I I'm curious, what did you make of uh, Kansas State and, and how they challenged Illinois today because I think you know there were times it, it was close it, it still was you know a, a one two possession game late down in the stretch Illinois finally able to pull away but I think uh it, it was a pretty good test for Illinois but also you know gave them a, a little bit of confidence yeah almost like a big 10 game and that's what Bruce Weber does he wants to muck it up and make it low scoring and play a lot of defense and, and make it really tough and they they do have some big guys um I, I thought there was a little bit of a test there at some at some points uh, with what they're able to do and what they're able to bring with their um, front court. And so I think that was good for Illinois to see that, like a, a Kansas State team that is going to mimic a lot of what they're going to see in, in conference play. So I think that was a positive for them. Um, you know, the connections didn't matter once the game started. The fans did boo, though, Mark Smith every time. Sure. The ball and, <laughs> and they booed him when he got introduced. And, you know, 
he was lined up right next to Dante before the game. They didn't, they didn't say anything. I mean, I think, you know, the only players on this team that know the Mark Smith deal is Devontae Williams and Trent Frazier. You know, you got to think sure. all the other guys weren't here when he was here. And so um, it, it's a non-story for them, you know, between Bruce and Brad and all of that. And, and more so Chester. I mean, Chester was an assistant under Bruce at Kansas State for, what, five years? So He played for him. Yeah, and, and he played for him. So, like, you know, to me, Chester was the bigger storyline in that. It's not as quite um, sexy of a story as, you know, Brad being a K-State alum and all of that. Sure. That's fun to talk about. And it was all great pregame and all of that. But like, once the game got started, I don't think it mattered a bit. It would have mattered a lot, though, Marley, if Illinois would have lost to Kansas State. Because yes. then it would have <laughs> – I mean – that would have not gone over well with the Illini Nation, and, and fortunately for them, that's not the case. But, um, you know, Bruce is on the tail end of his career, and, and I hope Illini fans respect what he did at Illinois and what he brought to the program. It was very successful for a couple of years there and, and went in back-to-back Big Ten titles and doing everything they did, um, you know, really propelled this program into national prominence once again, and, and, and he kept it going there. And it didn't end the way anybody wanted it to end in his time and ultimately getting fired in 2012. But, um, you know, I think everyone's moved on from that. And it's kind of crazy and hard to believe that, you know, he's been at Kansas State just as long as he was at Illinois for nine years. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's I think most fans have probably moved on. And I hope most fans uh, don't wish ill against, you know, Bruce Weber. He's a really nice guy. And, and, um, you know, he's got a couple of years left at Kansas State most likely. And, and, uh, you know, I don't think this is going to, go down as a great win for Illinois by any means, but it's better than beating UT Rio Grande Valley or whatever they're going to play on Friday. You know, yeah. like I, uh, And it's nothing against them. It's just like, you'll, you'll take a high major win like this. It's just disappointing that they leave Kansas city here one and one and, and really lost the clunker to Cincinnati. Cause I don't think Cincinnati's a great team either. So, you know, you, you just leave it here, but you know, it's just going to keep coming. I mean, yeah, this, they got a game Friday and you know, against a, a lower level opponent and, a, and a not a very good program. But then Monday, Notre Dame comes to town and you get another chance, another challenge, you know, the ACC Big Ten and another high major opponent. And uh, we'll see this. This team, like I said, just really needs to continue to work out its kinks and it, it work on its cohesiveness. And, and ultimately, Marley, like my biggest thing is they, they just got to get healthy and got to get an update on Trent Frazier. The Underwood had yeah. no update after the game, but it just did not look good with him coming off the court. But at the same time, I say that, and I've covered him for five years, and there's been a lot of times where it didn't look very good, and then he's back in the game, but he did not return to the game tonight. Yeah, and I saw on the TV broadcast he went down, and um, it looked like he twisted his ankle, but he went down and was grabbing his knee. I don't want to speculate um, anything yeah. at this point, but, um, you know, when somebody grabs your knee, you only imagine, oh, man, like, that's their ACL, but um, hopefully he – you know, is able to get healthy because you don't want to see any guy um, go down like that. Brett, another big thing that stands out to me from this one, 18 turnovers. This has still been such a big issue for this team. Kansas State was able to score 23 points off of Illinois' turnovers. It, I, I think about how different this game might have been and maybe more clean it would have been had there not been, any, had there not been that many turnovers in this one. Yeah, and Illinois still – sloppy in that sense in my eyes i mean they, they've got to figure out how to clean up these turnovers and i, I meant to ask brad that after the game but um, just didn't have time you know it's, it's just a huge concern that they're just chucking it around and throwing it around this much and 
And, you know, they can't do that in Big Ten players. They're really going to be struggling. And, and they've got to find a way to take care of the ball and and not give those free turnovers away. I mean, you know, when you got multiple guys here with multiple turnovers, it's, it's not just one or two guys. You know, like we saw Andre Carbello against Marquette with seven. I mean, it's Kofi with four. It's Coleman with three. DeMonte with three. Trent with three. You know, it's like this across the board turnovers here. And, and I think that's – the frustrating part for the team you know you can pinpoint sometimes just one or two guys but when it's the whole squad out here struggling it's like man they've got to figure out how to possess the ball better all right well brett i gotta go do the newscast here any final thoughts before we wrap up the week in kansas city I think it was you know an average tournament for illinois you i would have loved to have seen them against arkansas my major opponent. You can probably hear behind me. They're playing the yes. championship game right now, the Hall of Fame Classic, Cincinnati and Arkansas. And, and I think it would have been a really good challenge for Illinois to see an Arkansas team that wants to press and do some different things. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be from that. And and so now Illinois has got to try and regroup, get healthy, and, and figure out how they can, um, you know, come together as a team and, and continue to fight. Because, you know, I will give them credit. They did, after not fighting very hard uh, on Monday night, against the Bearcats, I did think they, they were more resilient tonight and, and really came out with a better effort all the way around. And it helps when shots fall. I mean, that's the number one thing, right? You got to execute and you trying to get shots to, to go in, but like even shots aren't going in and times are tough, you know, they, they've still got to be able to be resilient and, and they weren't Monday night. So hopefully they can learn from that and, and this team can continue to improve, but uh, we'll see long way to go. I hope nobody's given up on this team so far. It's just, uh, they've got a lot to work out, a lot of things to figure out, and uh, we'll see where they go from here. Yep. Up next, UT Rio Grande Valley, if you've ever heard of them. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> At the State Farm Center. And then a quick turnaround on Monday. They host Notre Dame for the Big Ten ACC Challenge. So be a, a pretty big challenge for them there. Um, that'll do it for us here on the WCI 3 and 1 podcast, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>